Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Thank you for joining us on this week's edition of Utah Weekly Forum. I'm your host, Rebecca Cressman. And today, our guest is Reagan Barnes. She is the founder of Momivate, which is kind of a really cool word if you think about it, right? Motivate and moms. And I, uh, years ago, had a pleasure of meeting Reagan Barnes when she uh, was absolutely the founder of something that was amazing, a motherhood convention. So, Reagan, thank you for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. It's fun to reconnect with you. Right. It's been, uh, if I go back, has it been almost 14 years since you impacted these motherhood conventions that just became so popular? Yes, it was really exciting to kind of be on the starting end of that sort of thing that that we proclaimed that motherhood is a profession and other professions get together for conventions. So mothers should, too. And it was absolutely fantastic. So I'll just kind of say that. And I should, for disclosure, uh, indicate that there were a couple of times that I was able to participate and give workshops. But I love that idea that it is a profession and it does require skills. And it's something that we develop as time goes on. So that was important um, because it could be overwhelming when you first start as a mother. There are so many things to learn. So learning from each other is just key. Tell us where we are now in 2021 and what motivated you to start Momivate. This is a nonprofit organization. Mm -hmm. It is a nonprofit organization, and it is a thank you to mothers. That's why we don't want to charge moms for what we're offering them. We would rather give the rest of society an opportunity to to fund what we're giving to moms um, as their way of saying, yes, what you do is very valuable, and we won't make you give your money because you already give your time. You give your body. You give your sanity sometimes, you know. so, so it is a nonprofit organization that it, we want to kind of campaign for motherhood. We want to provide um, strong, good, solid parenting education for free to moms. Um, we call that cultivate our the those maternal instincts so that they become these confident um, maternal influence instead of just that that little seed in your soul that says this is what mothering is and and then you can build on all the science that's out there that that helps us know what are some of the best practices in parenting that um you know there's no guarantees of course but they do give us the ideas of what's going to help our children become um happy and successful and uh and contributing to society at large so and as I mentioned that, I should have said that Reagan is the mother of eight children. So so that comes into the word mom of eight, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go, mom. Isn't that funny? <laughs> did you, of course, did you think of that, Reagan? Well, that, that is, I was sitting there holding my eighth baby and thinking, oh my gosh, I'm a mom of eight. Now I have to go motivate moms and do mom of eight. So, so the word, our, our nonprofit is called motivate but as with an m in the middle so it's m-o-m-i-v-a-t-e but it is kind of from that inspirational moment and so i should pronounce it momivate right (laughs) (laughs) 
I guess that might help people spell it. But. All right. Momivate, mo- momivating moms. And you have a co-founder, Leah? That's right. And she happens to have eight children, too. She's a little further along on the on the mothering time frame than I am. I have a three-year-old still, so I'm, I'm still in the trenches um, where Leah's oldest, or I mean youngest, is 14. So... So she's got a little more uh, time, I guess, to to de- dedicate to it also. But we, we also have a team when you're a nonprofit organization. You you gather other people who also believe in your your mission, and um, you work together. So I'm really big shout out to the women who are volunteering on our team. And we are all volunteers, every one of us, uh, so that we can keep our costs down Um and, and just provide as much solid education to moms as we can. What are the ways, um, Reagan, that yeah. women, and I hear when you say nonprofit, and of course I'm on the board of a nonprofit, and I know that we rely on donations. Individuals yes. who believe in our mission, who donate to make it possible for us to do the work that we do uh, with Eagle Condor. So how do people support Momivate? Well, um, we do have the, um, you know, website with, and we're 100% official. We can, um, through Utah, we have our charitable solicitations permit, so we can accept donations, monetary donations. We also, um, if you go to the website and find our donate button, you'll notice that there's other ways to donate too. You can donate in kind or donate time. Um, You can even just order your Amazon things through our tab, and that'll give us a little kickback so <laughs> um but we're really excited to um to be a forward-looking organization in the evolution of motherhood um you know it's it's only been the last century really that women have had so many wonderful opportunities open up to us uh, we can go get a college education where we didn't used to in general have that opportunity um we can own a home we can you know there's so many ways that we've moved forward as women and we as an organization we want to bring our children with us um and so we're really looking at ways to innovate and and still be the main influence in our children's lives while still also taking advantage of these other opportunities and being a very well-rounded person in fact I really discourage using the word stay-at-home mom, even though many people would look at me and, 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 and kind of use that label on me. I prefer full-time mom because people with full-time jobs also still have other hobbies, and they, they might even have another part-time job on the side, you know. So that's one of our big things is inviting moms to be that main influence in their children's lives um, and still recognize the ways that they can um, follow, you know, personal pursuits and and still uh, build their own talents and use those talents in their mothering even, you know? Well, and it's interesting because you talked about full-time moms and labels like stay-at-home moms or working moms. And uh, that has, that even, you know, I have dear friends that do a lot of research on um, mothers who are in the workplace and how all of those kind of labels um, are not adequately describing the experience of That's being a good point. right, and and so they can kind of divide us rather than um, bring us together. So, would you consider Mom, Momivate to be a resource for mothers who are work who are full time mothers 
or is it for full-time mothers and mothers who are balancing careers outside of the home uh, too? We are we are a very inclusive and inviting organization, and we want every mom to think of us as a as a powerful and positive resource where they will come uh, to our website, for instance, and and find things there that. Um, can be applicable to them. We do want employers to understand that motherhood in and of itself can be one of the best things to see on a resume so that when a woman does choose to enter the workforce, the employers, that's one of our our missions is to advocate among employers that they will see these impressive ways that um, as a woman has raised her family, she is actually building incredible soft skills. We have a an acronym that we use called Raise Up um, because that's what moms are doing. And, and they're not just raising their own children. They're raising up all of society by concentrating and putting a lot of time and effort into the, these um, elements of the acronym. So the, the R in Raise Up is for relationships. Um, as moms have that time available to them to to build very strong relationships, and, and that's with their children, that's with their husband, um, with other mothers, um, that those relationships do require time. And, uh, and then the A in Raise Up is for atmosphere. Uh, here at home, so, you know, sometimes when I first became a mom, I was really kind of discouraged that it felt like, the only thing I was doing was a list of household chores, and I thought anybody can do this. I want to, I want, I need motherhood to be something other than cleaning up after, you know, spit up and the messes that children make. So, um, so I came to understand that it's not really just about cleaning up; it's creating an atmosphere in my home with all the five senses. What what does my family? see, smell, hear inside my home and taste, touch, you know. Um, and, I, and that's been a really great way for me to broaden what would sometimes just be kind of a demeaning thing of, of just house cleaning, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, it, oh, it's, you, can, you can hear just how much passion you and your co-founder and the other board members have as you're thinking about all the different ways uh, mothers influence children, all the different ways motherhood influences women, all the ways that society and career influences women yes. and mothers. I mean, there's so many different factors. I, I wanted to ask you on a personal note, um, you grew up with a single mom, and yes. did that shape your experience as a mother and as someone who wanted to help other women feel like they were tooled and ready to be mothers too? Yes, very very much so. My mom lamented the fact that she had to go out and work, but as a single mom, that was her lot in life. Um, and, and hearing her wish that she could be home kind of uh, implanted within me a desire to honor her and and go ahead and choose that route. Um, but I will confess when those first couple kids came along and I was having a hard time and I thought, why did she want this? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
And and so that's when I really did start becoming far more observant of what is it that moms do beyond the the typical, you know, there is this um, traditional look at it's cooking and cleaning and making sure the kids don't drown. And but that it's so much more than that. Um, and and the I'll, I'll continue with that um, that acronym for, for the words raise up. The, the I is for income and outgo. So even though my kids, they, they, you know, cut me a paycheck in the form of hugs and kisses, but when I take the hugs and kisses to the store, nobody wants them, and, and, you know, as payment. Um, and so I've had to figure out that the way I influence my family financially is by the outgo. And that's the, the other side of the same coin, right? My husband makes the money, he says, and then he says, you spend it. And But it's in my choosing of how to spend it that I have that ability to contribute to our family's finances. Um, and, and Mom of Eight has a program already developed, and it's one of our more exciting programs. It's already gaining traction. It's called the Revolving Closet, and it's where moms can bring clothing that their children have outgrown that's still in good repair, you know, no holes, stains, anything like that. Um, and and then they trade it out for, for the clothing that other moms brought. And they get to take that for free. It's a free community service. I just run it out of a bedroom in my home. And um, interestingly, we've had four or five other women just in the past few weeks raise their hands and say, I want to do this in my area. And so that's really exciting. And, and it's a way to decrease um, or alleviate some of those financial stressors to moms. And, and this is available to any mom, single moms or working moms or whatever labels she might have um she's always welcome at the revolving closet just like all of mom of eight's programs and and i can think back to when my kids were young how vital something like that would have been for us like you know we're <laughs> in school we're juggling you know both of us working and trying to yes. make things meet and uh being able to get it. those kids, kids grow, grow so, so fast, fast don't they yeah <laughs> So where Maybe. would we find where the nearest revolving closet is or whether we wanted to host a revolving closet in our home? Yeah, we would love to have you um, volunteer. We and uh, we have it on our website. So again, that's um, momofate, M-O-M-I-V-A-T-E dot org, um, momofate.org. And then we also have a Facebook page about our revolving closets. And so you could just uh, put those keywords into your Facebook um, search bar, and you'll find our Revolving Closet Facebook pages, too. So tell um, me about these smile gatherings, Reagan. And for those who've just joined us, uh, Reagan yeah. is a co-founder of a new nonprofit called Momivate or Momivate. Almost think of motivating moms, right? Um, <laughs> what is the website address again? Momivate, M-O-M-I-V-A-T-E. So it's the word motivate, but with an M in the middle. So we say, because, we, you know, it's a play on words. We, we actually do quite a bit of word play. We like acronyms and things like that. Like, no, uh, we try to encourage moms to be mompanions with each other and that sort of thing. So, so the smile gatherings are our, currently, they're just virtual, of course, with, with uh, that's one way we're responding to coronavirus, of course. Um, but they are this Another acronym. The smile is for what what moms need. We need support. That's the S. And then the M is for music. Music is probably one of the least um, power. I mean, most powerful, but least used. 
tools in the mothering tool belt, so to speak. Um, and and so we want to kind of bring awareness to that, that there are so many ways music can be um, one of our tools. And then the I is for inspiration, and that's looking around and seeing how other moms are are doing it and being inspired by them. And then the L is for laughter because everybody should laugh more. And that's going to help our kids. It's going to help ourselves. And then the E in smile is for education. And so that's where we teach the Raise Up acronym and help moms kind of expand their understanding of what motherhood is, that it is a multidimensional occupation and that um, it's worthy of our very best efforts. It's worthy of our intentional and deliberate um, attempts to improve. Well, and you know, it's interesting because uh, mothering is such a – can be such an emotionally taxing yes. uh, job. Low sleep often, a lot of sleep deprivation, a lot of self-sacrifice, of course. Um, and, and there's a lot of different experiences. Uh, some mothers will feel innately um, uh, connected to uh, to children and, and, and mothering. And others, it's not as natural for them to feel that. And then there's the conflict um, and, and in terms of feeling that dissonance and, and the disenchantment. There's so much to it, and and often um, there can be episodes of depression that we try to address. And I remember one of the key uh, uh, factors or key research pieces that I read was talking about the more education a mother can have, the less likely she is to have um, depressive episodes. Isn't that interesting? Yes, I've heard that too. Our brains want to spark our brains want to have positive input that it can kind of chew on, you know, and, and continue to progress and grow. And so that these smile gatherings really are meant to serve that purpose and, and help moms smile more. I, as a young mom, my go-to attitude was scowling, unfortunately. <laughs> I have this, um, if anybody ever sees a picture of me, I have these eyebrows that, um, that really can go down into a, a scowl. And I was, as soon as I realized that, I had a, a fellow mother actually pointed out to me. <laughs> and I thought, I need to use my eyebrows differently. And so I have made a conscious effort instead of scowling to just smile and see how that has impacted my children so that instead of sending these, you know, negative vibes with my scowling, I'm instead saying, okay, well, we can work through this. We can, if we can laugh about it later, we can laugh about it now. And that has been such a beautiful um, transition in my own life. And of course it's gradual. I, I wasn't perfect at it and I still am not. I'm sure my kids would tell you. <laughs> I was um, just at a wedding over yeah. the weekend and there was a, a, a young family sitting at the table and she had four children close in age from, I think, eight down. And I said, how are you guys? Is so-and-so your mom? You're so lucky. She's awesome. And the eight-year-old said, she's not awesome. She's grumpy. And the six-year-old said, yeah, today she was mean. And, <laughs> and, I, and I sat there and I thought, you know, 
we all have times yes. where our kids would have. And if I could go back, I think I always thought uh, that I uh, uh, that I needed to be a cheerleader as much <laughs> as possible and a smile on my face as often as I could. And if I could go back, I think I'd also try to give some emotional intelligence to my children to say, mom go. is exhausted and a little overwhelmed right now. She's sitting here yeah. for just a minute and we all have That's some right. bad moments. So you're going to have bad moments too. And we're going to have a bad moment yeah. right now for mama, you know. Oh, I love that. The example that they, and, and they don't even realize it, but they are absorbing so much from our example. And I love that emotional intelligence concept. Um, and that, and that we do, we have what's called mirror neurons built into our brains and it makes us just kind of learn from what's going on around us. And so we need to, as moms, be conscientious of that and yet be vulnerable, be authentic. I really, really like that you're bringing that up Um, and help our children learn how to manage those difficult days. And if we are grumpy, what are we going to do about it, you know? Um, And I think that's going to be a very powerful thing to pass along to that next generation because there is a lot going on that, that, um, and, you know, they're natives in a lot of ways. I, you know, I think I can't call my mom and say, so when your kids wanted a cell phone, what did you do? Like that was not something she had to deal with, you know? Um, and, and so our children are growing up in ways that we don't even understand and realize are uh, the challenges and things that they're having to you know, I'm so glad you brought that up because, and I know we have just about five minutes left together. For those who've just joined us, this is the co-founder of Momovate or Momovate. You can get info at momovate.org about this community that's built for mothers to empower and motivate them as well. But I did speak to a child psychiatrist about how so much um, – um, on social media, so much on cell phones um, can, is is like an echo chamber. So if something negative occurs at uh, the junior high school and it's captured and talked about, then over and over again, their friends are sharing that. And it's like mm. having something negative being extended and hit over and over again. Or if a news story yeah. makes them feel vulnerable, that uh, if it's shared over and over again, it, ex- yeah. it like magnifies the impact. So we try to figure out why our children are reacting so strongly to something that they might see on Instagram or whatever it may be. And and it could be very well. It's because it feels like it's much more magnified now than when we were kids and we could walk away from a locker and talk to our friends and the episode was over. And it's, yeah, and it stayed there and it was done and over with. I, yeah, I think that is an important thing to recognize that we're up against. And, and of course, there's ways that we can use cell phones um, to our, you know, betterment. And, and they can be powerful tools also in, in keeping in touch with our kids and things like that. Um, but realizing that they have that whole other world and, and we often don't even know what's going on on their Instagrams or, or other things, Snapchats and things. Um, but we need to understand that we are the good for them. And even if we can't erase all of the bad, let us be their haven as we put a conscientious effort into creating, like I mentioned, the atmosphere, um, as we develop good habits with and for them um, regarding mental health. You know, it's it's us, the moms, being repetitive here at home, too. And and they, they would call us an echo chamber, right? They're like, Mom, you say brush my teeth every day. Oh, my gosh, you know. <laughs> 
Uh, but that is part of our role, and and it's helpful, of course, when we have a husband who's also repeating the same thing, and he's like, yep, that's right, go brush your teeth, or whatever it is. There are these self-care habits that wouldn't it be delightful if they just grew up with them, if it was something they were exposed to in childhood as parents were setting the example, for one thing, um, but also encouraging those children, build these habits now. And, uh, and it is similar to brushing your teeth, right? It's not like if you miss one night of brushing your teeth that, that all of your teeth decay the next day. It's a gradual process, and that gradualness really is something for moms to embrace um, and, and choose to be patient with our kids as we repeat ourselves over and over and over uh, with a smile, if possible, right? <laughs> <laughs> you mean you can't actually go into a bathroom and put a few buttons in there that the kids could hit that would say, <laughs> wash your hands for 30 seconds. And then the next button would say, hang up the towel after draw, you know, just yeah, a number of yeah. things uh, over yeah. and over again. Before I let you go, Regan uh, Barnes, the co-founder of Mom of Eight, why does Mom of Eight have a butterfly as its symbol? Oh, it's wrapped up in that concept of gradualness and evolution. And I think butterflies are such a great thing about they don't look much like caterpillars at all, right? And the caterpillars are creepy, crawly, lots of little kind of legs and in the dirt. And, um, but once they... Uh, kind of enclose themselves and, and, and go through that process, they have wings and they can fly. And that's what mothers need to do for the sake of our children, as well as for ourselves. We need to help motherhood evolve in a, in a constructive manner that, that is very forward looking into the future of, and, and we're excited at Mom of Eight to have lots of ideas about that. We, we have an app that I'd love people to look at on our website, um, to figure out, we, we haven't designed it yet. We haven't programmed it. I'm sorry, we have designed it, but we haven't programmed it yet due, due to the funding issue. But um, but this app could really help with that evolution. Um, so, yeah, I'm grateful for all your listeners being willing to, to listen to my high squeaky voice. <laughs> oh, hey now. <laughs> um, uh, and I'm hoping that it's been an inspiring and uplifting time frame. Uh, you know, um, it has been wonderful too to to hear that you are back at trying to advocate and encourage uh, mothers. It's just a, a wonderful thing for me to hear about. And of course, you can get more information about Momovate, Momovate by going online at momovate.org. Reagan Barnes, the co-founder, thank you so much for joining us on this week's edition of Utah Weekly Forum. Thank you. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.